So today um, we're going to be looking at some scriptures related to Jesus' second coming. And then we have a special visitor from um, Colorado, Leslie Vanegas, who's going to, we're going to get her up on the screen. Leslie, you can get your photo on there too, right? Your picture? I hope so. We can see you. Oh yeah, there you are. Okay, you're not there yet, but we're going to have you on in a second. So Leslie is a friend from from uh, some of the courses that we've done, we've been doing together. And uh, anyway, she has a message that'll be great. Have the dream. Hey, Emmanuel. Patty. Hey, uh, can we? I don't know how to move this. It's kind of. All right. Well, the first reading I want to do is Luke chapter twenty-two or twenty-one. Just down now. Yeah, there we go. Luke 21:34. Be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down with um, dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. Does that ever happen to you guys? Your hearts are weighed down with um, the worries of life and drunkenness and whatever, coming under the influence of whatever. And that day, that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. That's the day of, of Jesus, right? Coming. For it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of all the earth. But keep on the alert at all times. Praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place. And to stand before the Son of Man. That's Jesus, right? So when he returns, we want to be totally awake. So that we're, um, you know, we're, we're like looking and realistic about our situation that we're facing in the world. And. You know, that's something we've been talking about a little bit at Tierra You know, like peace is really good, but not a false peace that just comes through, you know, just uh, denying reality, right? Yeah. And um, First Thessalonians chapter 5 is the scripture I'm actually preaching on. Now, as to the times and the periods, brethren, brothers and sisters, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. But we already know that, right? Jesus is going to come back and it's going to be like a thief in the night. Okay. While they are saying peace and security, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child and they will not escape. I can't relate to that because I'm not a woman, but I've seen it three times with Gracie. There's no escape from labor pains, right? Okay. And they come suddenly a lot of times, right? Okay. So while they are saying peace and security, you know, a lot of times that's the message that we're given. Everything's cool. Everything's chill. Don't worry. Just trust. You know, um, do do what you're supposed to do. And this whole scene is going to kind of keep moving forward. And, um, you know, that's a lie. Okay. No one can know. What's coming down the way, down down towards us, right? We never would have imagined the pandemic, right? We would have never imagined even the war in Ukraine. Right? We would have never imagined the fentanyl epidemic that's just taking out so many people. We wouldn't have imagined. Like when I first came here, it was just heroin and, and crack. It was just crack mainly, crack cocaine and weed and, and you know, heroin and then meth came along. And we would have never, we could, I, that was such a, that was such a shocker when the meth epidemic hit. And then, you know, then everyone would seem like everyone was doing heroin. And then we, we thought that was terrible. And then fentanyl. Oh, man. And then what next, right? And so um, 
and we've got all of our kids that are being raised up in this world and all the people with guns and just all these shootings that have been taking place, the crazy, you know, shootout or shootings like, you know, Walmart in our own Walmart, right? Or at the mall a, way, a ways back. So peace and security, we don't. So while they're saying peace and security, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the darkness. Okay? You're not in the darkness, you guys. Okay? That the day would overtake you like a thief. You're not. You already know, because you're, you're, you've known it before today, and you're hearing it again now. Right? So we're in the know. We're given this special information. And so what do we do with that information? Right? Um, for you are all sons and daughters of light and sons and daughters of day. Isn't that cool? Like, I love how Paul is like calling us. It's so positive. He's not like saying you, you know, you vipers, who's warning you to flee from the wrath and the anger to come, right? She, this guy's got a positive view and I agree with him. You know, you're sons and daughters of the light and of the day, right? Um, we are not of night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. How do others sleep? Obviously, it's not talking about never sleep, just like the only people I know that never sleep are meth addicts, right? But that, they, that only lasts for so long and then they crash or they end up whatever. They have to catch up with their sleep somehow. Some people have insomnia. Okay, but so it's not talking about literal sleep. How does the... How, yeah. Shopping, shopping, watching TV, watching TV. and being decorating and, and you know, the whole Christmas thing, yeah. you know, I was still I know we were at Safeway. We were about ready to go out the other day <clears throat> and uh, we were all kind of gathering to go pray and then take out hot chocolate and a cup of soups and pray for people who are out there who are, you know, using drugs and stuff on around behind. And there was this guy with this little bell and he was, and it was the goofiest music ever. It was all this nostalgic Christian Christmas music, but it was kind of the worst. Does anyone remember that? It was like the worst music I'd ever heard of the Christmas music, but I'm sure a lot of people were just like, oh, yeah, something like that. Right. And it's like, uh, yeah, Gracie and I went to this uh, open market, farmer's market today, and it was full of just looked like very wealthy, the wealthiest Skagitonians that I'd ever seen. And they were looking at fancy jewelry and fancy everything. And there was a, a there was, there was a, a court, two people playing, you know, uh, Christmas music and it was just this I've been thinking about the sermon so I was just like you know kind of wow peace and security peace and security just thinking uh, you know it's a big game it's big it's a big charade right it's like we all know that there's a lot of nasty things afoot in our world right I mean Ron just died this week Ron's a native guy that I was visiting up in concrete and he died of congestive heart failure and he wasn't that old. I love that guy. And I found out about that, and that really saddened me. And um, 
we found two of our faith community members here out behind Jack in the Box, like not doing well uh, two nights ago or yesterday, yeah, Friday. And, you know, and so it's like we got to, you know, we're, a lot of us are seeing, you know, we're seeing the reality on the streets and the reality of our world. And we don't want to turn away our gaze at the, at, at the reality. We want to be open eyed facing the reality of, of, of our lives and the world. Okay. So, but how is it, how else do we escape besides shopping and nostalgic Christmas music and, and, uh, you know, drugs and things like, how else do, do you escape? I know one way I do it is I read the news because I think the more I understand, the more I'll sort of be on top of it. Like people say, be on top of the news. What's that about? Like, like you can control things by understanding them. No. Laying it upon Jesus, right? Or I can be, I can think, okay, well, I'm going to, I, I don't want to die young. I'm going to work out and get myself really healthy so that I can just keep going. And so I get focused on exercise, right? And that could be another way that I, that I, I'm in denial in a way, right? Maybe it'll give me a couple extra years, but I'll probably have to spend that many years just exercising to be able to save those years, right? Anyway, um, let's look at this next part then. But you, um, for those who are those who sleep, do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. See, we can't face the kind of darkness and the difficulties without putting on the breastplate of faith and love. You know, the breastplate is kind of what covers you, right? Um, I've been swimming up the river in my wetsuit, and it's kind of thin right here. And that's the only part that really is vulnerable. And I feel super cold. That's why I've got my throat is kind of weird right now. It's because I, I was doing that too much. And, you know, and you want to make sure that you have your neck and your, you know, you got to have your chest. Like the breastplate is, is just symbolic, I think, of like putting on something over where you're most vulnerable. Like maybe your heart, you know, your heart being, um, you know, being hurt or being weighed down by just the heaviness of troubles and problems that we face, right? It's like a shield of protection. Exactly. Yeah, like people wear, like, like we saw a guy that was out in front here the other day with his, with a, with a Glock like this. He was sitting in his red truck and uh, we noticed that he had a lot of, uh, probably like, uh, like some kind of like body armor on. And he looked kind of marine-like. And so we thought, well, he's wearing, he's in a construction truck that says concrete or something. But then we thought it was probably a drug task, drug task force person. But they were like there with their gun, right there, right? And he had his bulletproof vest on. That's a breastplate, but not of righteousness. That's just a breastplate of to keep bullets from penetrating your, you know, your heart and your vital organs, right? So here we're told, um, you know, put on the breastplate of faith and love. You know, we need a lot of love. we got to put it on in a deliberate way. Because if we don't have a lot of love, we'll get bitter and we'll get cynical. And we'll get, we'll just be down, downers, like negative, right? And we don't want to be people like that. But we don't want to be like the power of positive thinking. Like everything's going to be cool. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Be happy, right? We don't want to be people that are in denial. We want and the only way that we can have open eyes and look at the problems that we're facing and, and resolve them is 
with a good attitude is to be full of the love of God and put it on every day. Faith and love, we've got to put it on, or put us on, put it on, right? And then it says, um, for God has not destined us. Oh, but since we're of the day, let us be sober, have you put on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. The salvation is, is, is our inheritance. For God hasn't destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, right? Jesus died for us. He took all of our sin upon himself, and, he, and it, it, it was died, it died with him and was buried with him, and it didn't resurrect, you know? So he's the one who's the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, all of our sin, and we need that. We need his help to do that. Um, then it says... Um, for God is not destined for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we're awake or asleep, we will live together with him. I love this. This kind of caught me by surprise. Whether we're awake or asleep, we'll live together with him. So in other words, if you fall asleep and you're of the day, but you happen to just kind of not be able to hang in there and stay alert, there's still hope for you, right? If you fall asleep or if you're awake, there's still hope for you. So God, it's not like if you don't if you fall asleep, if you're not alert, you're going to be damned. You're going to go to hell, right? It's not that. That's not what Paul's saying. He's saying whether you're, because Jesus died for our sins, whether we're awake or asleep, we'll live together with him. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. So finally, and then I'm going to let Leslie share. Um, Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. So, uh, uh, Lisa, can you help me? So, Leslie um, is a friend of mine from Gracie's, and she's taking some courses. She's uh, um, she's down in Colorado, and we're going to let her share with us, uh, introduce herself to us a little bit. And then, um, trying to figure out how to do this. There she is. Okay. Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Can you introduce Hello. yourself? Leslie? Yes, my name is Leslie Venegas, and um, I I have known Bob for a few years now. I've been taking classes with him. Um, can you guys hear me? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I have been taking classes with him. Um, I gave my life to the Lord when, um, on April 20th of 2014. And um, I used to be an addict. Uh, I was addicted to meth and um, pretty much everything. I did a lot of drugs. Uh, I used to sell drugs. I lived a very um, crazy and violent life uh and um but the lord saved me um me and my husband we we both gave our life to the lord at like on the same day and um and uh he he made us new he took away our addictions and we moved here to colorado to get away and start a new life get away from our old life and start a new life and and now we're we're in ministry and we 
we love to go out and reach reach people and bring people to to salvation to know Jesus and um and it's amazing he's 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 good it's all to his glory um so Bob invited me to speak because I told him about what the Lord has been speaking to me about through dreams um uh he's been speaking to me about his coming and he's been speaking to me about the last days. Um, and he gave me a dream where I was in an apartment and we were sitting around and there was a lot of people and they were doing drugs and sinning. And there was, um, there was an elevator in the middle of the room and me and this girl got in the elevate in the elevator and we went up and when the elevator door opened we were in a mall and there was a bunch of people and shops and it was like a normal mall we started walking down the aisle and all of a sudden i look and everything is white the walls are white the ceiling's white the floor is white and the shops are gone and there's only one shop, but there's no signs on it. There's only a door, a window, and two coats. And the coats were beautiful. They were white. And one of the coats was on display outside. And the girl that was with me grabbed that coat and put it on. And I was like, well, I'm going to grab the one that is on the inside, which was on display on the window. And but the door was closing and it was like this much closed. And I grabbed it with the tips of my fingers and with my nails and I barely opened it. And I reached in and I grabbed the coat and I put it on. And we continue to walk to the end of the mall and we see the exit doors and the exit doors are like the sliding doors and they open and we step out of the mall and we're in the clouds and I could see a really bright light behind the clouds. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's the sun. And I look around and there's a lot of people with white coats. And all of a sudden the, the clouds in front of, of, of us parted and there was like an amusement park and i see this girl that was behind me just kind of walk forth i remember she was a she was a redhead she walked she walks forth and she steps into the scene where the amusement park was and i just remember just knowing that that was her life and God was showing her her life. And we were, all the other people and me were standing back, just kind of watching. But she was standing in the amusement park and God was showing her the good things and the bad things that she had done throughout her life. Um, but I was telling Bob and Gracie that there was, there was no bad feelings attached to it. 
there was no shame there was no fear it was just kind of like him showing her throughout her life and um and i woke up and what i got from that dream is if you're saved if you're a child of god you accepted jesus as your lord and savior i feel like the apartment represented the world and the world is full of sin and brokenness and when i stepped into that elevator i made a choice to walk forth and when i put on that white coat i feel like that represented when I accepted Jesus into my life, um, that represents our salvation. And um, I want to read real quick a passage from Revelations. And it's Revelations 3, 5. And it says, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. And I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Um, when I woke up from that dream, I felt, I felt good. And I felt like, I'm always thankful when, when I get a dream from the Lord because, or from Jesus, because um, it's him talking to me and it's him. He, he communicates with us in different ways. We have to have ears to hear him. We have to walk in close relationship with Jesus so that when he does speak to us, we, we, have, we have ears to hear him, to, to hear his voice. And, um, but there was no bad feelings when I woke up. And, and one thing that, that I get, a feeling that I get in my, in my heart a lot is that I know that God wants us to go out and bring people into the church and talk to them about Jesus. Because when we are in heaven, when we do go to, to, when we go home, because this is not our home, this is we're here for, for a short time and our true home is heaven. So when we do go home, um, we wanna see people there. We wanna see our loved ones there. We wanna see our friends there. And, and when we get to know Jesus, he says that we, we are to go out and, and preach his word and, and tell, the pe tell people how much he loves them and, and help them know him. So we will see people that if we, if we go out and we say, hey, you know, Jesus loves you and he's able to forgive all your sins, no matter what you have done, um, then the day that we are in heaven, we get to see those people there. And, and I feel like that would, that's gonna be an amazing feeling. Um, so if there's anything that I could tell the church is go out there and make disciples of people, go out there and share the love that you have received from Jesus so that they could receive their white robes 
and they could receive salvation and forgiveness. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Can you pray for us, Leslie? Oh, yes, of course. Of course. Um, Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for, for the opportunity um, to be your hands and your feet and the opportunity to come in fellowship with, with Bob's and Gracie's church, with, with, with this family that I don't know personally, but we are family in you. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing in our lives. We thank you because you started a work that won't be finished until you come. And we thank you for that work. We thank you for, for saving us and making us brand new. Thank you for the robes of righteousness that belong to us. When the prodigal son came back home, he received a robe and he received a, a, a ring on his finger. And he and you, the father put sandals on his feet. And, and that's that's what you feel that's how you that's how you um receive us when we come back to you lord and i thank you because you have nothing but love and and grace and and mercy for us lord you're such a good father and i thank you for every life that has been touched and every life that you will touch through each one of us lord because you have appointed people to come and cross our paths that we should share the 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 mercy and the love that you have for us with them lord because you love each one of your children you say that there is no condemnation for those who are in christ and we thank you for that jesus because you are so good we thank you for your stripes and for your blood because through them we receive salvation and we receive healing and we receive deliverance and we we are prospered and made whole we thank you, Lord. I ask that you continue to bless each one of, of us and that you continue to bless Bob and Gracie as they minister and continue to bless their church and grow their church and that each one of them goes out into the world and produces good fruit. We thank you, Lord, for, for letting us be your, for reconciling us onto you and allowing us to be part of your family and your children. Thank you, Lord, for the love that you have for us that never changes. No matter what we do, no matter the mistakes that we make, you love us, Lord. And there's nothing that can separate us from that love. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing and everything that you are going to do. All the praise and all the glory goes to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. So, wow, isn't that beautiful? So, you know, thinking about just the text and just a final rereading re of this last verse, you know, be alert and sober, right? Because we want to be awake and uh, with our feet on the ground, being aware of, of what's coming towards us, right? And we want to be able to be fully, uh, you know, facing, you know, the the presence, the present age that we're living in, right? We want to be prepared for that. And yet knowing, um, you know, that whether we're awake or asleep, we're, we'll be with Jesus, right? Because he, because Jesus has died for our sins. And so let's encourage one another with those words, okay?